spoken word. A taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. 3CR broadcasts from Wurundjeri Land in the Kulin Nation. This is stolen land. Bow respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Today I'm speaking with the prolific writer Dominique Heck, who will share with us a snippet of a brand new work to be published next year. Now living in Melbourne, Dominique grew up in the French-speaking part of Belgium. and She's a novelist, short story writer and poet in multiple languages, and I'm pleased she could join us today. Welcome to the show, Dominique. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. uh, what would you like to start with? I'm going to read from Journal of Beat. One. Off Beat. Informal, unusual, off-centre, eccentric, outside the beaten track. Journal off-beat, tenu par deux flâneuses, Dominique Heck, from Australia, et Chantal Danjou, de France. Chaque territoire géographique déliant non pas une seule langue, maternelle ou de choix, mais des langues confrontées et tramées, même si chaque auteur garde une expression privilégiée dans sa langue. And voices, all accented, voix mêlées de femmes qui s'étaient retrouvées au marché de la poésie, place Saint-Sulpice, en juin, 2019, venu des quatre coins du monde, voix de présente et d'absente, and all travelers, explorers, creators. Ces voix bourdonnent, chantonnent ou crient autour de notre journal. Sound, silence, breathing. Sign, language, bird song, chatter, sigh, white noise, pause. Trois. Intermingling of voices that decant and shift, décant et décale, whistle. Dovetail with a blowing of water, wind blowing, answer each other. Bleuis nasalis, embrasse ridges, hollows, mots frottés les uns aux autres, alliterate and harmonize from one language to the other. Les voix se rencontrent, mais après une longue dégustation, tasting, rumination, all this a way of continuing, are walking, feeling, 
thinking as we roamed imaginatively, our bodies still, but for the hands that moved across the page, holding ridges, hollows, words rubbed together. Sis. Most of all, it is a reliving and limning of a trajectory. Limn. From lumine. Via old French. Lumine and Latin. Luminare. To make light. Depict or describe in painting or words, suffuse or highlight something with a bright color or light. Ainsi doit partir cette idée d'un journal commun, d'une trajectoire plus que d'un trajet, entre quand la source et borme les mimosas, via l'argentière, Toulon, l'ourmarin, le point sublime dans les gorges du Verdon, découverte pour DH, revisitation pour CD, c'est-à-dire éclairage nouveau sur les lieux. We set out to unpick the relationship between walking and writing and what it means to us as women writing outside the reified canon of masculine writer-walkers. Pour une part, a fun experience, comme on peut l'imaginer. L'occasion aussi de tenter de définir ce que nous entendions par flâneuse. Je répète, l'occasion aussi de tenter de définir ce que nous entendions par flâneuse. The flâneuse is both an introvert and an extrovert. She is all alone and connected, perceptive and ferocious, reluctant and mutinous. She embodies in-betweenness. Et aimant la controverse, jouer du fait que toute tentative de définition contient sa part de l'heure, conserve celle du mystère, qu'ainsi une flâneuse, pas plus qu'une femme d'ailleurs, n'est saisissable par un regard convenu, dédaigneux peut-être, ni réductible à un concept la féminité ou la flânerie. Serait-il plus juste de dire en chemin, d'apostropher le lecteur marcheur I am clearing a space to invite you into it on equal terms that is incorporating the voices of disparate discourses to create or recreate some form of cohesive 
aliveness. Walk with me. I'm now going to read two entries from the introduction to the fifth Flannery by Chantal d'Anjou. Well, the day's out there and in here, a hair that could get away from me, Chantal. Mais oui, aux aurores, at dawn. And I'm going to read my poem. Every minute here. The world is dark shaken. Everywhere dust, reluctant light, sun, a flicker. Snuffed eyes on the horizon. Filter fables from far ago. I repeat this. Snuffed eyes on the horizon filter fables from far ago. On your millennial soil fall of time veil on Mars exodus wild nights singed eyelashes on the other side of silence two thousands bloods run through veins coiled in cocoon trucks the day rings new bells every time unhinged sun on my hand a flicker clouds twine the sky I am a new frontier here I draw a face on the wall of a cave for temporary selves bats burnt sienna interval twilight distances course through my arteries I am exiled from words the hour bleats wools the glare limbs black furrows a prostitute grinds space body badge of volcanic rage mine wasting vocalic love black mountains teeth against sapphire sky suck diluted jade waterfalls exhaust all sound eagles 
soar. Wings, one swooping wave. Every minute here, order of birth bearing down the eclipse of the species. Thank you. The first part that you read was from a journal that's coming out next year, which would be 2024. What's the name of the journal? Uh, Journal of Beat. So uh, I read part of the introduction, so it explains why it's called Journal of Beat. Um, It's a bilingual journal that is co-written with a a friend of mine, Chantal Dange. We met up a couple of times, I mean, in Paris, but also where she comes from in Camps La Source. And uh, we spent a lot of time actually um, roaming the countryside. Uh, she invited me into into her world and we walked and talked and thought. Um, and that's where the um, idea of the book came from. Um, yes, it's based on the idea of the flaneur, but we are... We are women, so we thought we'd challenge the idea of the flaneur and see what um, what happened. What's the traditional idea of a flaneur? Well, it's it's a male tradition, you know, the male flaneur, uh, as in uh, in French literature, um, roaming the streets of Paris. So um, yes, so it's but the flaneur is a voyeur. We were we were also exploring exploring ideas and um, exploring the world around us and uh, discussing things. So we were thinking as we were walking. We were also very conscious of our bodies um, because we were not only walking the streets but also um, the countryside and. Uh, climbing mountains, or not mountains, but hills and so forth, and uh, discovering we were both um, frightened of heights. So we discussed (laughs) that. Is the difference, one of the differences is that you were together and collaborating, whereas a male flaneur would be? Yes, that's right. It was a dialogue. And uh, it was also an exchange of languages. It was not just French and English, but... uh, we were dipping into into the other languages we, we speak, like um, Spanish, and uh, um, Chantal was also um, enlightening me about the etymology of some French words and going back to the Provençal, and I was um, enlightening her about some Belgicisme. So, yeah. And how did the book come from that? At what point did you decide, oh, let's write a book about this? Oh, I think it was um, Chantal's challenge. She wanted us to write a, a, a bilingual book because um, she'd written about um, English-speaking women and uh, she wanted to uh, refresh her um, knowledge of um, English. Um, she'd written a book previously with um, with a, a painter and so to, to have people coming from different areas is always um, uh, interesting, I think. And so, yes, we set ourselves the challenge of uh, starting from 
June to um, September. So we were actually not working with the calendar, we were um, working with the faces of the moon. What's the future of Journal Offbeat? Well, um, it is with um, Spineless Wonders at the moment, so it will be published in 2024. Um, and uh, Bronwyn Meehan, who is the publisher, wants to publish it as a, as a print, uh, print publication, but she's also interested maybe in an audio book and certainly an e-book. And um, Chantal and I were talking about the uh, idea of an audio book. It's going to be a massive um, undertaking because it's a, it's a longish book. Um, so I don't know. It will depend on funding, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, So it's coming out. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really grateful to have the support of uh, Spineless Wonders and... Uh, the crew they have there. Uncover the depths of human connection and power in the new opera by Evan Lawson and Nicole Butcher, The Sea. This visceral exploration of love, lust and the corrupting influence of power in relationships washes over you in this extraordinary collaboration between Forest Collective and BK Opera. The Sea plays from the 7th until the 10th of December at Abbotsford Convent. Tickets available from forestcollective.com.au. Forest Collective is a 3CR supporter. You are listening to The Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. And we are talking with Dominique Heck today. At the moment, well, I've got a couple of books coming out. I've got... um, Songlines. So it's another chapbook I wrote. Um, I tend to write little things, and a lot of the works I've been writing recently are um, sequences, and they come in 16. So it's 16. Uh, Sometimes prose poems, songlines is not a prose poem, it is uh, a real um, sequence of poetry. And it's interesting because I first wrote it in French. It's based on um, a trip I took to um, the Northern Territory in 2017. And I first wrote it in French because I was with um, members of my family and I was trying to um, translate some Aboriginal or Indigenous concepts to those children So the book is coming out as a bilingual edition also in 2024. Uh, It's going to be published in Paris and released um, for the uh, Marché de la Poésie by Transignum. So I'm pleased about that. And what else is there? Did you want to share something from an older book, perhaps? Um, I might read... um, from um, Endgame with New Ending, it's it's a little chapbook. Uh, it's about 25 prose poems, actually. And it won the uh, James State Poetry Prize in 2021. Is there a succinct way of saying what a prose poem is, as opposed to a poem? 
I think so. It's online poetry. It's, I, I think I stole the line from um, Catherine Coles, who is a, an American poet, and she re- reviewed one of my previous books, and um, she said it was poetry and online poetry. There has to be a break in the line somewhere, because you've got to hit the edge of the page. Yes. <laughs> it is interesting. Actually, some of the poems started as poems, and then I, I wrote them as prose poems. And Kevin Brophy is also, you know, experimented with this, this idea. Um, but it's how you present it on the page, I guess. Um, it's up to the listener to decide, because I will betray myself when I'm reading, you know, whether it's a sentence or a line or whether it's broken. So I'm going to read the first, the first poem. It's called Travelogue or Travelogue Dali. A procession of words legible as the horizon would be at withheld point, withheld time. A heart scratched itinerary inside a seagull's gullet. Once a mermaid cavorting with Botticelli's Venus, you are now a mere pinprick principle vying with toxins, paper clips, peanuts, cigarette butts, skeins of silk, stirrups, socks, glyphs, icicles, exoskeletons, nails, cuneiforms, marbles, and jellyfish. You grit your teeth, select a monocle, meticulously reconstruct the contortionist's honeymoon, wedding ring, lobster, credit card, hourglass, steel mesh, Bible, harp, condom, cross, knife, eyeball, scarf, botox, blubber, xanax, a print of Miller's Angelus, and an alternative history book set in Nazified France, entitled The Grand Alliance. You invoke the spirit of the praying mantis. A scenario begins to emerge. You reconnect with a pin part of your existential principle. Spellbound and tele-exiled, you fly from Melbourne to Nice, where two thousand bloods run, filtering fables, from Farago, where all is dark, shaken, veil over mass exodus, where corpuscular clouds twine the sky and bells every time unhinged, tall for a soul. Tis done. You autograph your script. Unrushed, the millennial eagle soars in the pixelated dusk. God hemorrhages. 
you recede into Surrey's smoke. Wow, that is dense. <laughs> I guess that that's the poem part of prose poetry, isn't it? Is that there's a lot crammed into a very short amount of space. Yes, it's crammed with, you know, pseudo um surreal surrealistic um images and you might uh, have noticed that um I um, recycled some of the uh, lines from um, the first poem I read, just to see how it worked. Did you work with an editor on that book? I did. It's published by Sir Vision, and they are based in Dublin. Yes, I always learn heaps from editors. I mean, the one published here by MPU, it was with um, your colleague... um, Tina, mm-hmm. yes. She had an eye for the way words appear on the page. Um, she pushed me, actually, to experiment with the way I was um, putting words on the, on, the, on the page. Not only words, but also letters. So the, the physical arrangement. Yes, of, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. You, do you ever get into arguments with editors about, you know, your choice of words? Oh. In the beginning, yes, my first editor um, was very specific about um, swear words, for instance, and so we had arguments about that, but also about punctuation. And um, I am very particular about punctuation, Uh, not so much swear words, which is more relevant to prose, but uh, yes, I, I had arguments with her about about punctuation mm-hmm. and the use of spaces. Mm. Thank you for coming in today. Would you like to go out with one more poem? I'll read from um, Archives of the Future after Oscar Dominguez. Stench of the born again wild beasts slouching towards infinity. The horizon spouts clouds. Your typewriter and its neuron words settle on time's cleft. Craters rise to the skies, witnesses to history's expunged signs. In the beginning, you imagined cold air on skin, white gloves, Pencil, paper, enlisted words and the cutting representations, factual value. But people are ever puppets on strings held by ungloved hands. They leap out of musty pages, return you to Arche's suffixal form. Archeon, skip the record of a lifetime's metaphors, wielding words from the Paternalia's house. From the Paternalia's house, to unanimous chorus, to law court. The body's storehouse gathers abjection silt. It is the cave where defiance buried you 
alive. Call it Thebes, Bedlam, Holloway, or other. It is where duty and language never collide with memory on your sister's lips. Yet words are not bats to be released from caves. They are birds set free from cages to open the heart's secret chambers. Inviolate, they are open to revision still. See how they spread their wings, how high they soar. This has been the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. Thank you to our guest today, Dominique Heck. You can find links to Dominique's work on the podcast page of this episode at 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word. Don't forget the dash. And please tune in every week at 9am on Thursday or subscribe to 3CR Spoken Word on your favourite podcasting app. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Thank you for listening. Thank you.